had church three different times already this morning. Got here early, the pre-service prayer time. It's amazing, the worship team up here practicing and just going through the songs. It's like, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. And He has something to say today. The message today comes from a, a dream that I had. And I'll tell you that dream, but before I do, I'm going to tell you a little funny. And these are for me, they're, they're really because I, I love to laugh, and so this is just a great reminder. A little girl was sitting in her grandfather's lap as he read her a story. From time to time, she would take her eyes off the book and reach up to touch his wrinkled face. By and by, she was alternately stroking her own cheek and then back to his again. Finally, she spoke and said, Grandpa, did God make you? Yes, sweetheart, he replied. God made me a long time ago. Oh, she said. Well then, Grandpa, did God make me too? Yes, indeed, honey, he assured her. God made you not too long ago. Oh, she said, feeling their respective faces again. She observed, God sure is getting better at it now, isn't he? <laughs> I love it. From the mouths of children, we can hear some really good wisdom. I thought of this... Uh, just actually last Sunday, I was talking to Bernie Torrance and, and just, I just see so much wisdom all over that man. Just, and he, he's, he's one of many of his age that, wow, they, they plowed some early ground. They, they planted some early seeds. And just to, to be able to understand some of the things that, that he has learned and, and people his age have learned, and then to, to take that and grow from that uh, is, is really a privilege. So uh, the other night, actually it was in the morning, I, I woke up from a dream, and it's like I was right on the edge of the dream, and I was kind of lounging back, and I didn't really pay attention my position. It was, there was, a, a woman came like walking over, like looking at me kind of strange and she was, and, and she, was she was full of joy. She wasn't actually uh, trying to say something other than she was just like staring at me like, like incredulous. And she, she looked at me and she goes, are you just going to stay there? <laughs> and I woke up. And right as I woke up, coming out of the dream, I heard, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, God has a message for you today. He gave me that verse right in the dream, right coming out of the dream, okay? We'll, we will, actually, let's, let's, uh, 
Let's look at that. 2 Peter 3.18. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there and it's probably up here. Verse 18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. You can stay there. We're actually going to read more verses in 2 Peter 3. So last time I was here, I talked about seeds. The last time I spoke here. Uh, I just had a question. Have you planted them? Have you been watering the seeds? What, what kind of a harvest are you seeing? Seriously. There's a real message about seeds that God has desire for us. He has desire for us to plant seeds and to see a harvest. Now, maybe you're afraid. Maybe you are afraid to plant the seeds or afraid you can't bear fruit. The farmer is not the one that, that causes the seed to grow. The farmer is the one that plants. God is the one that brings the increase. We're going to talk more about uh, what happens with seeds, but this message is called Grow in Grace. Grow in Grace. And when I first was, was thinking about this dream that I had, and, and like, what are you trying to say, God? Where, where am I at with it? What, what has happened in my heart that you're telling me, but grow in the grace and the knowledge? Are you going to stay there? Are you going to stay there? So the first thing I thought of was, okay, why do you come to church? Have you learned enough? When have you learned enough? Is it, do you come to church to learn the same thing you learned the last time? Did you actually learn it the last time, if you came to learn it again? Like, this, this is a real challenge that I have for myself, and I want to, I said something to the Lord, I, I said, well, I don't just want to bring a challenge, and he said, it's not about the challenge, it's about the opportunity. This is about the opportunity to know him and to know his grace, his power, his fulfillment, everything that he has for us. I'm telling you, his desire, his desire is for us to know him so that we would understand more about him. I have um, a couple examples of things that people have not just been okay with staying where they were. I'm going to pull up the, if we can do the, the first car, okay? We were at the Swiss Festival this last weekend, and, and uh, one of these goes driving down the street in the, in the parade. And I looked at my wife, and I said, that, thing, that, that car is over 100 years old. Isn't that amazing? It's just putzing down the street. And I thought, you know what? I just... I just drove all the way to South Carolina and back, visiting my brother. That would have been a long trip <laughs> in that car, for real. Go to the next car. This is a, a concept for the next Tesla design. Sign me up. I'll take one. I'll drive anywhere. Seriously, not only does it look cool, the thing drives itself. I could probably take a nap and be in 
perfect air-conditioned comfort, have some music playing, and I mean, it, it's like I am in this refined, perfect environment compared to the first car. But somebody had to come up with the first car. Somebody had to say, could we make a horseless carriage? Could we make a carriage that would go without a horse? How do you do that? How do you go from, we've got to feed the horse, we've got to hitch him up, we've got to, we've got to, we're limited. Now that works, and people did it for a long time. But somebody said, we need to make a horseless carriage. That's a horseless carriage. <laughs> and yet it has a lot of horses in it. All right, go to the next, the next picture. Does anybody know who this is? Micah, who is this? The Wright brothers. This is an actual photo of the Wright brothers, first flight. Now that's the Kitty Hawk, is the name of their plane. And it was a big day. It was a big day when they took flight. Orville was the one flying. Okay, go to the next slide. Okay, so the first plane, does anybody know the stats of how far they flew, how long it was flying and all of that? Okay, so I, I just was in the presence of the Lord. I, I, was, I did not struggle over trying to find, the Lord was like, okay, get the right brothers. Okay, all right, get this plane, like get a plane. And I looked and I went, that one. I didn't try to find the coolest plane. I just happened to find the coolest plane because the Lord led me to it. This plane is actually not finished yet. It's under development. Lockheed Martin and Arion Aviation are partnering together to, to build this plane. This is the world's first supersonic private jet. Okay? The Wright brothers, this is why the Lord wanted me to find the stats, because the numbers line up. It's amazing. The Wright brothers flew for 12 seconds and went 120 feet. It was a big day. A man had flown like a bird. It was a big day. This plane, now remember, 12 seconds, 120 feet. This plane flies at 1,200 miles an hour. Mach 1.4. Okay, go to the next slide. That's from New York to Milan, Italy. I had to go far enough to get the 4,200 miles in three and a half hours. Now, it's not even legal to fly that fast over land because it'll break the sound barrier and be busting out everybody's windows and destroying things. So they're flying. They take off, and they're still over land. At half throttle, they're doing 600 miles an hour. And they go, can we open it up? Can we open it up? We're over water. Let's go. 1,200 miles an hour. Sign me up. I'll jump in my new Tesla when I get there. And the, the inside of this plane is absolutely amazing. I mean, it, it is not only beautiful, but yeah, the, the creature comforts are just out of this world. So 
Somebody had to fly the first plane. Somebody had to say, can man actually fly? Can man fly? Those guys, the, the Wright brothers, let's just, but everyone that they represented in their time frame, had no concept that something like this was possible. They never, it never entered their mind. Never even entered their mind. Not only just to get there, but to get there in three and a half hours and sleep while you go, like, and enjoy this amazing experience, better than any experience you have currently probably on, on the ground. It's because people keep pushing. People go, well, if we did that, what if we would, what if we would, if we change this design, could we make it go faster? Could we make it go higher? Could we make it this? Could we make it that? Could we take the horseless carriage and make it drive by itself? Could we make it do more than we ever thought possible? See, God loves innovations. He loves inventions. Most of the inventions in the world, I believe, come from God speaking to someone and pushing them farther than they thought they could be pushed. Something happened in here. They said, why is it that way? Why? We could do, we, we could, and they start pushing. They start thinking, we could make something that would do this. I love inventions and I love innovations. I'm always pushing the window. I'm always saying, well, why, why? let's turn it around. Look at it this way, look at it that way. So this, maybe this is a message for someone who, who has been given innovations, given inventions and ideas. It's the Lord. He loves to push and he loves to show us things. But do you realize this is nothing? What has not entered our minds is what's possible. See, we look at that and go, that's the pinnacle. That's the ultimate. That is it. That's what the Wright brothers thought. Man had left the ground and floated for 120 feet, and it was the pinnacle. Man had left the ground. The horseless carriage was developed, and it was the pinnacle. You just, you, all you got to do is crank this thing right in the front, and that thing fires right up, and it just, it goes, and there's no horse. You don't have to feed it oats. It was, it was like, this is it. I wish I could have found it. I was looking for, my, for something. I want to see if anybody knows what this is. Do you, anybody know what a teleattack is? Come on, you old people. Teleattack Motorola cell phone. Pull the antenna up. I still have one, by the way, because my brothers and I have sent it back and forth at Christmas. So I don't know if it's still at my place or if someone else has it, but... Oh yeah, we do the phone trade-in program. It's the original cell phone, is like that big, big block, and it has an antenna that pulls up. It could store eight numbers. <laughs> it was amazing, because you know, you do store and there's the digits, and then you gotta, have, you gotta leave a couple, you gotta leave one, you gotta leave zero. It was awesome. I remember when I got that phone. That was so cool, clip that sucker on there. Walk around, be like, hold on, I'll call. 
My wife and I have had, uh, we got a bag phone when they first came out. Man, that was cool. Just all you got to do is plug it in the cigarette lighter. You can drive anywhere you want. Do, 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 do. That was awesome. It really was awesome. I'm not kidding you. It was really cool. But how basic. Look at the smartphones we have now that could run the world. You could hack into any computer system probably sitting here, logged into the, the, the network and launch a missile. Like, come on. It's, it's astounding. You could probably fly that plane or drive that car from your phone if somebody would write the, the code to do it. So we go, we're at the pinnacle, right? Come on. This is not the end. This is not as far as we can go with it. There's way more. Way more. I was asking the Lord how this, like, how to, how to show what's in my heart. Because last night, I had these things. I had sent those pictures to get them up on the slide. And I, I, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere that you're not going. And uh, I went to just kind of look through my notes last night, and it just was not okay to, to try to come up with something more. So I just turned off all the lights in my office, turned on praise music as loud as it would go. I don't know if I woke the kids or not. And... Uh, I was just in the presence of the Lord, and he didn't even waste a moment. Like, I just, I laid down on the floor of my office, and the presence of the Lord just, poof. I began weeping immediately, and just, I, I, I mean, literally just praying in the Spirit, and the presence of the Lord was just, like, he, he couldn't wait until I was, available because he wanted to put something in me I have this intense desire this morning <laughs> I mean desire for you to know the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ do you know that grace is another word for power Paul said my grace is sufficient. Jesus said, or the Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. It's power. You guys know any of the power struggle that happened early on in our country, in the world, I guess? Anybody ever hear of Nikola Tesla? Do you know that Tesla is the one that developed most of the power most of the innovations and understanding about electricity came from Tesla. And yet a man came in and he said, I could profit from this. His name is George Westinghouse. You guys heard the name Westinghouse? Yeah. Westinghouse just went, hey, Tesla's not as good about getting this message out. And they had this, this Discussion, or it was, a, it was a battle over AC or DC, alternating current or direct current. 
And they landed on alternating current. So we, we use AC power. Because they could use it, they could travel long distances. And Westinghouse marketed and came up with better ways to produce what Nikola Tesla had discovered. It's power. Where would we be without power? Right now. Imagine this is a, a church. Uh, we're, we're in a church. We're, these lights are either oil, or there's some type of gas, or they're candles. Nothing that you hear would be coming over the microphone. Do you understand this is all coming from power? Somebody developed power. Somebody said, could we, could we take what we see in the, in the lightning? Could we, and I'm not going to go into this, the whole story of the development of power. It's amazing. Even the power that's in your smartphone now is a, a result of people refining that discovery. Saying, wait, we could use that same power and we could... We could use it for this. We could use it for that. We could use it for that. They didn't stop saying, oh, we, got, we, we, we did this one thing with power. We have air conditioning. What would have happened if we didn't have, I mean, if we didn't have power, we wouldn't have air conditioning. But what if we wouldn't have air conditioning? We would just deal with it, right? They all did before. Be sitting, sitting on a block of ice or something just to stay cool in the summertime. Power. God wants us to understand his power. Not just so that we can be powerful and become something that we use on our own. He wants to experience the world through us. Do you realize that he sees the world vicariously through your eyes? When I'm flying my paraglider, he loves to fly. Or when I'm riding a motorcycle, I'm serious. The Lord has spoken directly through me, and he goes, look over there, I want to see it. He wants to see what I see. He feels the wind in his hair. If I wear a helmet, I, turn, I flip the thing up so I can feel it. He wants to experience the world now, if I'm really hearing his heart and he says, go over to this man right here. I want to talk to him. He says, lay my hand on him because I want to bless him. This is the Lord speaking in my heart. And he says, put my hand on him there. Now, I have a word for him. I want to speak to him. Tell him this. And I speak to him. The entire time it is Jesus himself putting his hand. This is the hand of Jesus. This is the hand of Jesus. This is the mouth of Jesus. Everything that he wants to do, he does through us. He says, so grow. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow. Because he's limited to what we understand. If we go, oh, well, I don't know. And we pull back. He says, okay, who do I have here that does know? 
Who do I? Ah, Justin. Okay, come here, Justin. All right, let's do this. This is not just a challenge. This is an opportunity. Didn't Jesus say, even the things that I do, you will do, and greater works than these you will do? Why did he say that? Was it just challenge? Was it just to get his disciples to, to, to buck up and, and to, to be more than they were? This was an opportunity. I think he said it with bright eyes. He was like, all the things you've seen me do, do you realize you're going to do greater things? His disciples are going, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to push beyond what I've done. You're going to push beyond it. This is Jesus talking. So much of what we understand has just been regurgitated to us from other people. I don't want you just to stop at what I've said. Take it beyond. Push past it. Don't stay at the Model T. Push past it. Develop it. Understand it. See what is possible. Have you ever just stopped and said, why is nobody walking on water? Have you ever asked that question? <laughs> Justin has. Have you ever asked the question, why, why is it that people are not just laying hands on the sick and they're just receiving healing just like that? What's the answer in your heart when you ask that question? If you say, well, God just doesn't do that. Is that pushing beyond? Is that taking, is that even going to the, is that saying the Model T doesn't even exist? Jesus already did that. He wants us to push beyond it. He wants us to understand Laws in the kingdom, not laws like you have to keep them, but laws like laws of gravity. There are things in the kingdom that we've never seen. We've never understood it. No one has. In the same way that no one thought it's possible to fly that far, that fast, that comfortable, the kingdom exists that way. No one's ever thought of it. You understand, there... If we look at what's in heaven, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Are we missing it? Are we just going to sit on the camp chair? I was sitting on a camp chair in the dream, by the way. Are we just going to sit there? Are you going to stay there? Like this lady's like going... Look, look around you. Understand, there's so much more. I feel the desire of the Lord deep, deep for us to understand him, for us to walk as he walks, to see what he sees. When you walk into a situation, if you are asking the Lord, show me what you see. You know what happens when I'm interceding? I go to the presence of the Lord and I, I have someone that I'm, that I'm praying for and, I, and I, I bring them, I'm carrying them and I hold them. I, I come into his presence and I go, Lord, show me what you see. 
and the person gets up off me and ha, ah, and they're healed. I see them just healed like that. When I bring them to the presence of the Lord, I say, show me what you see. I have a bill that's, that's due. I go, Lord, what do you see here? Paid in full. I see it paid. When I need something and I go to him and I say, show me, I want to learn how to do this. I have a, just in thinking about current events and where we, where we sit in, in the time frame that we're in. Whether you believe or understand eschatology like in all the, the different ways of understanding the end times, let's just say this. I think we can all agree. We are in times we've never been in before. The world is in a state it has never been in before. Even during the world wars, there was not the type of communication, there was not the type of travel, there was not the type of connectivity that there is now. Okay? So, wherever we are in the time frame of things, I'm not going to get into that. But we're there. We're somewhere that we've never been. So, are there preppers here? Anybody? No, don't raise your hand. Somebody who has a bunker full of food and ammo and 12 foot thick concrete wall and you've got like 50 cows pointed at every direction and you could live there for seven years and nobody would know it. Yeah, well, maybe. But what if your neighbor comes to you and they're dying of hunger? Are you going to help them? You're going to go, hey, come on in. Or are you going to shoot them? What happens when, when there's people in need and you have what they need? What if there's sick people and you have what they need? I mean, even if it's things that are banned that will save lives, like ivermectin, let's say. Let's use the, the word. Or HCQ, and you have it. And people are struggling. You go, hey, you can have what I've got. We're in a situation where the things that are beneficial for people are being restricted and kept from them. So there's things going on that we've got to look at, and we have to say something more is going on than what's being told. Something more is going on. So what do you do? What do you do if you don't have what they need? Have you ever asked yourself, could I feed 5,000 men, plus women and children, with what's on the, what's on the counter in your kitchen? <laughs> I asked my daughter this. There was a, a container of leftover food. And I said, have you ever thought about this? Could you take this container of leftover food and feed all of Sugar Creek? Have you ever asked yourself that question? What happens if you don't have everything that, that the people around you need? Can you multiply it? What about, what if gas is restricted so much that nobody has fuel for their cars? No one can move, no one can travel, no one can do anything because there's no fuel. And you take a one-can gallon 
one can, one gallon can of gas and fill everybody's cars. Oil of Elijah, baby. <laughs> Seriously. We should not be going, oh, that's not possible. That's already been done. Come on, that's already been, that's the Model T. How about we, we press beyond. We go into the Spirit and we say, Lord, show me. And he says, fill them up from here. And everybody's cars get full. Oh, I already thought of it. There's more. Come on, there's more. We should not be limited to what we see. We should not be limited to what we've heard. We should be pressing into the things of the Lord and saying, show me, show me, show me. What, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? If there's storms heading a certain direction, we should say, Lord, what do we do? And he says, stop them. Oh, but I'm just one guy right here. It's already been done. It's already been done. Many times. Press beyond it. Press beyond it. Go faster. Go farther. Go. Learn. Press into the things of the Lord. Do you know what the answer is here on the earth? We are the answer. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Do you take a light and hide it under a, under a bushel? Or do you, do you put it on a lampstand so that all those in the house may see? What do you do with the light that you have? Do you stop with a candle? Or do you make it a lighthouse? Grow it. Grow it. The opportunities are unlimited. And I'm serious, the opportunities in the kingdom to learn the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to, um, I was reading in The Passion, I actually bought a Passion Translation Bible. It's just the New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs, but I'm telling you, it's amazing. I've really learned to enjoy it. I don't even have it up here because I just want you to listen. It's written in such easy to understand. I had this marked in my Bible when I was looking through things for this message and I read it and the Lord said, I want you to read this too. This is Hebrews 5 verse 11. We have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should already be professors instructing others by now but instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. Now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Do you, do you understand? The foundation has already been laid. The Model T is already made. Okay, the foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God, 
teaching about different baptisms, impartation by the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So with God's enablement, we will move on to deeper truths. <laughs> How many of us don't even understand the basic list? Do we understand the resurrection from the dead? Do you understand the laying on of hands? Do you understand the basic truths that he's talking about? He says, that's, the ba that's just the start. Let's move on. Let's move on to deeper truths. And you go, boy, this gets weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's more. There's so much more to understand. This is an exciting adventure. It's not a challenge of, oh, do I have to? This is saying, um, that's like sitting there going, do I have to drive the Tesla? Do I have to fly in that plane? Come on. The Lord is so, his desire, he's like, I just need somebody to believe. I just need somebody to believe. If this message wakes up one person's belief, it's worth it. One person can be the Tesla. One person, Nikola, I mean, one person can be the, the developer of the new thing in the kingdom, discovering something no one's done, no one's seen, or developing something beyond where people have taken it to date. Awesome. We have one. Send me, he says. Seriously. We have a challenge in front of us, but it's not a challenge that is without opportunity. The opportunity is to grow. In 2 Peter, I told you guys to stay there. I want to read through this, and we're going to do... Uh, I'm looking at the time, and I don't think I need to read through all of this. I want you guys to read through it. This talks about what's happening right now, okay? Peter says, I'll, I'm just going to summarize it. Don't read through it yet. You can read it on your own with the Lord. Peter says, listen, do you not understand that, okay, in the times past, God destroyed the world with a flood. He promised he's not going to do it. He has reserved the world to be destroyed by fire. So that now that all the heavens and the earth, we know that they will be destroyed by fire and they will melt with fervent heat. Now that we know that, what manner of people ought we to be? But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's how we are to be. That's how... We are the answer. That's how we are the light of the world. We grow. This is a challenge to you. Dig into him. Dig in. Spend time with him. This was already spoken about. Joy. Do you know that the, the joy of the Lord is your strength? This does not come by hardship and struggle and fighting and working and trying to make it happen. This comes through wonderful, amazing relationship with the king of the universe, who is awesome. He wants to reveal himself. 
Do you understand that there will be a revealing of himself that continues? How can you know the one who created the universe? How can you know the one who created the earth? You think the, the Tesla is cool? You think that plane is cool? We're flying over the earth that God made. Look at all of the sea creatures that are in the ocean that we'd be flying over top of. We haven't created one of those. Just imagine a school of dolphins or orcas or you name it. All of the amazing creatures that you see. This is the one who created all of that. And he's inviting us to get to know him and to explain to us how he did it and what he wants to do next. Because see, we wait for not just the destruction of this heaven and this earth, we long for a new heaven and a new earth. New heavens and a new earth. Do you realize the creatures we see here are nothing in comparison to what we will have in the new heavens and the new earth? Heaven is not just a cloistered place that everyone sits around and plays a harp and floats on a cloud. That's from the devil. He's terrified of people who know the king. I believe we will be creating with God the new heavens and the new earth. And if we have not learned how to do it here, we will be watching it happen while those who have learned to know him. Do you know that there is a reward difference in heaven we are rewarded differently by how we live on the earth is it just oh well I prayed for so many more people than that person so I get a better reward the reward is if you know him you will be able to create with him you will be able to know the depths of how he creates things he longs for this he longs for us to press into him to understand how he created fire, how he created water. Have you ever thought about it? What if the air wasn't clear? We couldn't see through it. it still could breathe and we could live, but we wouldn't be able to see. Why is the air clear? Why are there so many amazing things like that that we can't explain? They can create artificial intelligence. They can create human 2.0. Big deal. Seriously. Press into the things of the Lord. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is not something that I will give to you. It's not something that anyone will give to you. If you don't press in, you will miss it. This is an invitation for you. Reach out. Reach out to the greater things. We ain't seen nothing yet. Seriously. And we're getting to the times when we need to know. We need to know how to multiply food. We need to know how to fill everyone's car with gas. Or we become part of the problem. We're the answer. Learn how to do these things now. I have all kinds of stories, multiplication stories. Carmelinda had, had yarn multiply so she could create the thing she was working on. Big deal, 
right? It was a big deal that day. It's exactly what she needed. Basic. Still basic. How many of you have had food multiply? Have you had it happen? We have stories of orphanages being like more than enough food out of a little. Everyone was fed because of the need they found themselves in. Do you realize if this is to happen, read 2 Peter verse, uh, uh, chapter 3. Read it. Understand we're in these times. At some place in there. Don't get stuck in where are we. At some place. And now that we know that, what manner of people ought we to be? Press in. Feel the desire that I feel. Deep desire from the Lord. He is longing for us to press into him, to understand him. So I was asking the Lord how to close this out because grow in grace doesn't sound that... Uh, amazing as a title, except that's exactly what it is. Grow in grace. Grace is not just favor. Grace is power. Grace is everything that he has for us, pressing toward us. Grow in the knowledge of the grace of God. There may be people here who, maybe, maybe this brings fear. This opportunity, you go, oh, but I'm not sure about that. Sounds scary. Sounds like more than what I'm willing to do, to open up to. I promise you, he's good. He's good. It cannot be bad because he cannot be bad. He can only, the more you press into him, the better it gets. Because the more, the, the closer you become, the closer you experience his goodness. You understand, this invitation is not just to one person. It's to all who would believe. So it includes you, even if you go, I don't know. Don't be afraid of bearing fruit. This is what we're called to do. Bear fruit. And we bear fruit by getting to know him. He'll show us one step at a time. You don't have to figure it all out. He'll show you. He'll lead you in this. So... If you've been given a vision or a dream, if something has pricked your heart, something has drawn you, something you go, why is that not happening? And I, I, I mean it. If you go, why is nobody walking on water? Go meditate and put your feet in the pond. Ask him. Jesus did it. Peter did it. Don't just go, well, we can't do that. That's what they thought about a horseless carriage. That's what they thought about man flying. That's what they thought about everything. Get over it. Go, yes, we can. What, what has pricked your heart? If there's something that God's drawing and he's saying, I want you to believe that this is possible. I want you to believe me. I'm telling you this. Don't run away from it. He wants to bring a harvest to you. He wants to produce fruit through you. This is part of the seeds that I was talking about. The Lord is giving us seeds, and he says, believe it and let me plant it. Plant it deep in your heart and let it grow. So this morning, as we're just to close this out,
I just felt like, actually, JB, do you want to just play something? I was thinking, if for no other reason than to solidify it in your own heart that you want to press into more, don't try to figure out, well, I don't know what it is, and I don't really have that. Just the desire to say, Lord, I want to grow in the grace. If you want to come up front while JB's playing, I can promise you this. I was anointed by the Lord last night. <laughs> Joshua walked into my office and he's like, hey. I had the music cranking and I was like, what's going on? I was in the presence of the Lord. I mean, I was, I was high on the Lord, man. Seriously, he said, put your hands on him. And I'm not going to make a big flare and make a big deal. But I promise you, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So if you want, I'm just going to put my hands on you. Anybody who wants to say, I want to press into the Lord. And please don't just do it because everyone's doing it. Can everybody just stand up? This is not something that anyone else can make happen. It's not something that you can deny. You can for a time, but if there's something that's drawing in your heart and you say, Lord, I want to know more. I want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of you. Then come up front. I'm going to set the mic down and I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to lay hands on you. And we can just close this out that way.